introduce myself, let me introduce myself. Sexy Lauren's best right here, positivity giving you vibes right here. You need a run down, run, I'ma give you facts. You live a command down, I'ma holla back. I'm so zealous, so, so zealous. It's Papushka, baby. Hello every have you heard my 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 starting music? Uh, I want us to sing it together because like whatever you remember. Oh yeah. okay, wait, I don't remember it that much. I did you sing with you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Wow. <laughs> anyway, hello everybody. It's been it's been a while. I don't even know when my last episode was, probably January, December. I don't know. Yeah. Anywho's hello everybody. It's your favorite human. It's Papushka, baby. And I'm here with my new, new, new hot girlfriend. Ooh, yes. Yay. <laughs> Any... I'm taking nap. Now, Caribbean Soko. Baby girl, have you introduce yourself? Me, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil for you. Eh? So, hi, people. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name. Nasira Shout. Is... <laughs> Please continue. Polemi. No, no. They wanted to be audible, so you do, you baby girl. My name is Baby Ruth. Yeah, and I am so excited to be a part of this podcast. Let's mm-hmm. know about some moto moto things. Yeah, some hot hot stuff. Hmm? Yeah, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But that was a very ambiguous introduction. Like, matter they don't know you. What do oh. you do? Who are you? You know. So ah, I'm so... Kenyan. Oh, are you? Uh, <laughs> so you have the introductions, oh, whatever. That's one of my. That's one of my most annoying questions. People mm-hmm. tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell me about yourself. Like, what, what do you, you want to know, know about exactly. me? Like? <laughs> I'm black. I like sex. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm funny. You know, I'm funny as fuck. No, but uh, yeah, my name is Baby Rue. Mm-hmm. I am currently living and working in Rwanda. Ooh, it's the Africa I, um, Right? Mm-hmm. I am Kenyan, but before I came to Rwanda, I was based in the US. Mm, yes, so, <laughs> so, so, Kidogo. And I met this friend of mine over here through a mutual friend, and it just. Worked out so perfectly, and the vibes are just vibing. Mm. Oh, could you also do a shout out to Reda the Bad? Oh, Reda the Bad. Okay, hi. Okay, so (laughs) I listened to a couple of the podcasts you did. I think there were like two of them. And I was like, hey, this guy is vocal. Like, he knows what he's saying. I'm I'm a huge fan. So hopefully one of these days we get to meet. We get to talk some more. But shout out where you are. He's a toxic um anti-capitalist he's a really toxic, com- is communism yeah communist whatever so really mm-hmm. hey, okay so stronger when we meet in person but yeah shout out to you and keep doing the work of the lord oh amen oh he doesn't amen. believe in god anyway oh, guy, we... <laughs> the work of communism <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> anyway so i got a question for you baby Ru. yeah like i want i want us to understand do you do you think like your childhood, your bringing, your parenthood, your just childhood setup impacts your dating life now. Like how you love and how you date and whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I Significantly. So, mm-hmm. a question, no, okay, okay, so, yes, I do. Um, so, my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. And I grew up primarily with my mother. Mm-hmm. And I think it's safe to say that most of my childhood, I didn't really have much of a father figure. Um, just because he was in and out of the home, I he was toxic in some way. So I kind of grew up just, I grew up a lot like having to become independent at an earlier age because it was just me and my brother, I with my mom. And I tended having to be the mom to my brother in a lot of different situations. I feel like the way that has affected me now is 
it's not as much now, but I think it was more significant when I was in college a couple mm-hmm. of years back. Um, I would find myself just clinging on to any, any male who would show attention to me. Because it was like, I didn't really have that much attention mm-hmm. from a fatherly figure or any male in my life because I grew up around women. So any man who would show any type of interest in me, I would just cling on to it. Um, any type of interest, like Atacama is just a compliment or I like your skirt. Like just innocent, innocent stuff to as big as maybe having sex with me for, you know, all that stuff. I would just cling on to these people. Um now it's not as bad. Now I still have to like ounces of, of those things. It's mm-hmm. not as bad. But when I was in college, it was terrible. I feel like I got myself into a lot of situationships and relationships I really should never have gotten myself into. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've brought up a lot of things. Uh, mm-hmm. When we're talking about with Oreda the Bad, I don't know if you remember, but there's an episode where Oreda was talking about um, women who are brought up by mothers and how it impacts. And it can go both ways because yeah. some people assume that if you're brought up by a single mother and maybe there was a toxic fatherhood around, you hate men mm-hmm. and you, you know, there's also people who assume that it leads to that. Yeah. But do you think um, it it has impact with the type of men that you actually like? Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And kind, kind of holding on to whatever that point you brought up, I mm-hmm. think me coming from also my father i forgot to mention he was toxic in that he was a violent man Mm -hmm. um physically and emotionally and verbally Mm -hmm. so i think there could have been two outcomes of me as a daughter being in that situation one outcome could have been me getting me personally just being a very violent person because i learned it from my father um or me getting attracted to violent men Mm -hmm. because that's what i kind of grew up seeing Mm -hmm. on the flip side me completely hating violence and then hence for being attracted to people who are exactly a calm on those situations yeah and i think that's kind of where i leaned to my brother is different my brother Mm -hmm. him he just kind of picked that violence and i mean maybe it's just because him he was a man watching a man Mm -hmm. but for me now i found that i like the calmer guys i like guys who will bring peace to my life i like guys who even when it's an argument we argue calmly if mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there's no shouting there's no ego between mm-hmm. us it's just this is my point and i understand how you're feeling like share your point and like let's meet a let's let's meet at a middle ground you know mm-hmm. so i find myself getting attracted to that to that a lot more than the opposite and i hate violence now okay what, what type of, <clears throat> of, of 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 a girl do you think you are like in terms of you know there are people who believe you know i'm a big ba- i'm a girl toto i'm baby girl you know take <laughs> yeah. care of me treat yeah. me do me this what what type of a girl are you in terms of you know the men that you look for and, and how do you want to be treated as a lady so i think there's two answers depending on <laughs> on when you get me mm-hmm. there is independent baby rule this mm-hmm. is like now where I'm at, I'm living by myself. I work like I'm in, in quotes, in control of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I love there's the other, there's other part of me when, <laughs> when I'm around guys. Okay, mm-hmm. wait. <laughs> I get soft kidogo. Mm-hmm. I think it's just because I have a really flirtatious personality, and so when I'm around people who are also flatty and there's some good banter, I soften up a little bit. So there's the baby Ru who's like her independent self. And then there's the baby Ru who's like the softer side when mm-hmm. she's around other guys, especially when she like likes these guys, right? Again, as I'm saying, hints of the toxicity of my father is mm-hmm. still kind of visible, even to date. But can miss out, Swali? No, it's okay. It's the problem. Yeah, we took some chances before. Anyway, so do you do you do you feel like like I want I want to you to pick up attributes in terms of 
what are your positive traits from your bringing and how it impacts your okay. you know your relationship and maybe yeah. negative traits that you think it's it's hard for you to delink in relationships so the, when you said negative the first thing that came to my mind again i like i, I really want to go back to like it really depends on when you get me like mm. when i'm independent when i'm in my own like boss girl zone mm. i am very assertive i am the boss like mm-hmm. i'm doing my own thing and i'll tell people when i don't like something that's that's who, that's what it is mm-hmm. i love when there is a guy involved a guy who maybe i like i become softer and maybe become less assertive mm-hmm. um, you want to be more accommodated like what exactly you yeah. so i'll give an example juicy too not mm-hmm. even too long ago you know in this <laughs> podcast you love to juicy too also a while while back i met this guy he's mm-hmm. older than me just call popcorns, yes. Popcorns. Mm-hmm. Pop. <laughs> popcorns. <laughs> so, to say me, person in Gumu kupata uku. Me, but if I got a sugar daddy, I wouldn't complain. Let's just put that out there. Makes the truth. If, <laughs> if there's anyone listening who would not mind, you know, being a sugar daddy to a hot baby room, <laughs> I don't mind. You know, I'm here, but. I've, I've, I'm like, I'm okay, I'm okay with like having a sugar daddy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I met this guy through a mutual friend. He's older. He's not like significantly older, but mm-hmm. he's like in his mid, mid thirties, mm-hmm. um, Kenyan as well. Uh, and I was like, this is like sugar daddy material, mm-hmm. right? And we were vibing really well. Like communication was good. I'm a talkative person. We were talking really well. Um, I didn't feel like he was looking down on me because of my age or anything like mm-hmm. that. So things were nice. However... I think my issue with like wanting a sugar daddy is it just gets in my head about the age difference. Mm-hmm. So it's like I want a sugar daddy, but then when I'm in a situation where I can have a sugar daddy, I back out because I'm like, hey, yo, the age difference. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. But this that's guy. The whole point of a sugar daddy. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. So it's a problem. Um, but anyway, so I met with this guy, and I was coming to town, obviously because I don't live in town. I need accommodation. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, let me go stay with this guy. Um, he had initially told me he was like, sex is on the table for me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I just, I like, I like you. He told me he liked me. I like people. He was like, I like, right. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, he was like, I like you. I like your company, like communication. You don't sound like your age and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, thank you. I think he was like, but sex is on the table for me. And I was like, for me, sex is not on the table. But like, I think about it. Why was it not on the table? Because of the age. So I'm telling you the whole way I'm like, this is a sugar daddy opportunity. I laugh when it gets to it. I'm like, hey, luckily. joke. <laughs> Yeah, so I was like, okay, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. So I came, and I was really hoping that it would just be a chill night of talking and, you know, all that stuff. So we had a couple of beers. Alafu. You, you do beer. Up. Okay, so you know, that's that's what people do here is beer. <laughs> he had to go to work the next day, so he was mm-hmm. like, I can't do anything too strong because I have to be up in the morning, which I got. I understood mm-hmm. it. Alafu, we have people do do beer, so I feel yeah. like Nimezoya. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it led to maybe the worst sex of my life. Oh. Because I didn't want it to happen. Yeah. Like even morning, I wasn't morning. Like it was so boring. Like at the end, I drew him yeah. in his head. He was like, "I'm never having sex with this girl again." Because there's not connection. There's no connection. Exactly, and because I just didn't want it necessarily to happen. Why did you do it though? Because I felt the pressure. This is what I'm telling you. There's like independent baby rule. Uh-huh. And also there's like the softer baby rule who's with like mm. when it's with a guy who I feel some sort of connection with. Mm. So I just didn't. I could have stopped it. I could have stopped it, but I didn't. I just kind of folded. And that is maybe, I would say, a weakness of mine. I mm-hmm. feel like that's what has happened. Because I want to... I don't want to attribute everything to my father. But, like, if I'm being honest, like, that's where that has come from. 
um, I just need to be more assertive in those situations. I feel like I can do a much, much better job of maintaining the confidence of the independent baby rule to like when I'm with guys. Um, but I also don't want to say guys in general like that because there's some some of my guy friends, even the ones I'm attracted to, they can tell you a completely different story of who they think I am. Like they, they see me as an independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of positive. Wait, how did you get to this story? There's a, there's a point you're driving at. Oh, you because you were asking, you were mm. asking like I was trying. You're asking what are kind of some of the pros and cons of my oh, childhood. Oh yes, yes. So you talk I, about that there, such yeah, softening as at some exactly. point. Exactly. Mm. I I think on the flip side, I really think my boldness and independence and being able to speak my mind has come from having a father who was like, like my way or the highway type thing. Mm. When we were when when I was in his life or when he was in my life, I mm. never was that assertive. But afterwards, I was like. I hated myself because I was like, why didn't I ever tell him how I really felt? Mm. Why didn't I ever tell him no when I felt like it was no? Mm. Or I don't agree with this when I don't agree with this. Why did I just always go with it? And so I feel like after all that now, I'm just, I'm a lot more assertive when it comes to like my decision making, like even professionally and just in general my life. Mm. So I, I, I really do feel like that's, which is interesting because it's almost like, it's the same thing but flipped. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, it like Kuleyo, the it's boldness, it. but it's like mm-hmm. the, the, it's flips. the same problem. Yeah, you know, but positive and negative yeah, yeah, side yeah, of it. Yeah. You know? Do you think sometimes you're too strong for men? Have you ever found a man who's like, hey, you're too much? I have been told I'm intimidating. Mm. I have been told I'm intimidating, um, and I don't mind because I own it, mm-hmm. and I really do settle in the fact that those people who know me, they know me. Mm. Like I'm not. I don't feel scared of someone judging me being like, oh, you're too intimidating or you're too rough or you're too whatever. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if you know me, you know me. You mm-hmm. know I'm a good person. You know I have a good heart. You know I'm energy. You know I'm like this person, you know? And so if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. Like, I'm not for you. I'm not for you. Go pick your person. You brought about an aspect of emotional availability. Mm-hmm. And do you think your bringing has an impact on your emotions? as a, how, how you communicate your emotions or even your communication, which is another important yeah. aspect. But let's, let's start with emotions in terms of your emotional intelligence or how you emotional vulnerability and basically how you emotionally connect to people. Does your bringing have an impact on that? That's interesting. So, okay, maybe I can start by explaining how I am emotionally. I feel like I am a fairly emotional person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm able to identify emotions and speak about them. Um, I might not always want to show those emotions, like crying or what in quotes are termed as negative emotions. Mm-hmm. I might not want to show them, but I'll be able to say like, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling sad, you know, and name those emotions. I don't know if I can say it's connected to how I've been brought up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see like these. I I don't know. It's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I just I guess I've never thought about it. So maybe we can get back to that later. No problem. No problem. But either. yeah, I don't. I don't. There's nothing that I can see is like directly or even indirectly. I'm like maybe because I was brought up like this. I wonder maybe it's just if it's connected to the independence and the boldness mm-hmm. that allows me to have confidence in sharing my emotions without feeling like someone's going to look down on me for whatever reason. Um. But also, gosh, okay, I'm talking a lot. Yeah, it's a podcast. Um, it's made me think about this image of like being strong and like maintaining the strength and and how like so you've had the term strong, like strong, like I'm a strong black woman, like mm-hmm. I don't cry, I'm a strong black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes it's 
stops me from being showing those negative emotions ah. and i put them in quotes because they're not negative emotions right mm-hmm. um i should still be able to cry when i feel like crying mm-hmm. if i'm feeling angry i should be able to feel the anger and like it's obviously it's like it depends on how i'm showing it i'm not see like kukasirika or tunarusha vitu across the room and all that stuff mm-hmm. but i should still be able to have confidence in my emotions but your identity as a strong black woman you're strong mm-hmm. i think it prevents me from showing those in quotes negative emotions that's where i was heading that. to having lived in america for very many years yeah. do you think there's this stereotyping of who a black woman is that sometimes in a relationship you're forced to fit in or fit out like you want to show i'm not that type of i'm not that angry black woman or i'm yeah. not this aggressive ghetto girl like do you think sometimes you are the stereotyping affects how you connect with people so relationship wise romantic relationship wise mm-hmm. i haven't been with anyone who's not black oh interesting my yeah. first boyfriend was randy's huh. no know. way yeah oh, in, in america in america i was like randy's. yeah oh not here i just I like, yeah. <laughs> no my first boyfriend was randy's my second boyfriend was Haitian Jamaican. Mm. My third and uh, last boyfriend was also Randy. I remember the Haitian Jamaican. Oh, <laughs> story yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I showed you a picture. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I haven't been with anyone who's not white. Mm-hmm. I have had relations with them just like not relations like dating wise. Mm-hmm. Um I maybe I've just been lucky to not have people who have that image of the angry black woman in their mm-hmm. head that they like automatically judge me anytime I'm showing emotions. I have really nice people around me and I have people who they make me feel like I can be vulnerable even though I don't feel like I can be vulnerable it's a me issue but mm-hmm. the people around me give me that space to do so. Mm. So I I want to say I do feel like maybe my counterparts my other black counterparts would give a different answer because it is such a common thing for women to have that pressure of maintaining that strength or even have those stereotypes come before them as a person um but personally i think i've just been lucky and i haven't hmm. or maybe i just haven't noticed when it's been happening i think for me you know? back to the emotion aspect of yeah. it um i was raised mo- most part of my childhood by my mom and her sisters like mm-hmm. four or five sisters and the environment was pretty much the environment was pretty much uh, where I'm the kid. I was the only kid, you know, mm-hmm. so the attention was around me. Mm-hmm. But I, I was in a safe space where I could speak out. If I didn't, like my mom was not the traditional African woman. Like she would apologize if she was wrong. I'm yeah. um, two years old and she's like, no, I, I, I accused you of doing this. You did not take it. I found out what, you know. So yeah. the father one. She would apologize. She would apologize. Yeah, that's a special one. Okay, my what? aunties would not. But my no, mom. I just don't see that note of like African I know. parents I know. apologizing when they're. That's good. I know that was very good. Mm-hmm. So. So, and then again, I think she had a very, from my exposure, she had a very different, um, upbring- the Africanness was there, of course, yeah. but the fact that she would apologize, the fact that she would ask for my opinion, on, I'm, I'm just a kid, but, you know, if she wanted to do something, like, what do you want exactly? How do you want it? What can we do? And we had a feedback relationship where we would talk and I would give feedback, I would talk about my feelings mm-hmm. and my feelings <clears throat> would be hard and all that. The, the outside of it is I expect the same now. I want people who can fucking communicate. What yeah. do you want? How do you want it? When do you want it? Because mm-hmm. me, I'm the kid who would, like, would, it's just, it's as simple as we'd cook rice, beef, and whatever, and I'd be like, no, we'd cook ugali and boga, and I'm like, man, me, I don't want to eat ugali and boga. Can I? I'm, I'm a, maybe me, I just want soup. I don't want the meat. Really? I'm a, I want it like this. And I'm like, okay, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It's not being spoiled. It's raising a child who's able to speak. I'm, I'm like, I'm not interested in this. This is what I want. So the challenge is, as a grown-up man now, I really, really know what I want and how I want it. And I expect the same of people. 
So whenever I'm trying to get to know people, I f- I'm impatient as fuck. Yeah. I want you to know what you want. Especially yeah. one of my greatest pet peeves is someone who does not know what they want sexually. Like, what do you like? Everything. What don't you like? Nothing. What do you enjoy? Yeah. Fucking know yeah, what you want. You know? so, so it gets frustrating when I'm getting to know people because most people don't know what they want. And me, I already know. I'm like, I like you. I want you. I want to have something with you. What do you think? Like, oh... I don't feel you like that. Oh, I'm still establishing my feelings. I don't think feelings are to be established. It's a toxic opinion. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You don't think feelings are to be established? I honestly don't think so. Because for me, maybe because I'm looking at it from my own perspective. Mm-hmm. Trust you me, I know what I like and what I don't like from sight. But then there's the aspect of, I've never tasted a strawberry. So I look at a strawberry and I'm like, ah, it's red. Ah, it does look good. So do you think feelings can grow then? Unfortunately, I don't believe so. Really? It's a, yes. Why? Because in my past, how can I put it? Like, ooh, this is toxic to say, but you know there are those relatives that you like, that, that I hate is a strong one, that I didn't like, didn't and they it. never proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, today, they just trash. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I'm toxic. <laughs> anyway, no, 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 no. I, I get, you, it, get, you get yeah, it, right? I get it, yeah. And then again, there are those that you liked, and everyone was like, this is not a good person. But today, they've also never proven you wrong. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think my life experiences, and even my, the people I've liked before, I have never grown in love. Like, I, from the moment, like you see the way we met, just yeah. as a spark. So me, I'm, I'm a spark person, I'm a love at first sight person, I'm a, you know, a connection person. I know it may go down from there and blah, 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 but I believe, like, I know what I want when I like see. Like, if it's there, it's there. If it's you, there, you, should, there. you would be able to tell from the get-go. Mm, mm. Like, like just okay. recently, I met someone, they were so interesting, they were so amazing. But... um. I didn't feel it. And I was telling them, just, we were having this conversation, yeah. and they're like, no, but you learn to grow, love people, learn, you know, feelings can be festered and mature. And I'm like, feelings are not cheese. They don't need to mature. Yeah, like, feelings are not cheese. <laughs> no, they're not. You know? you live, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're uh-huh. not cheese, they don't mature. No, so, right. you know, it, it's like, I don't know. Anyway, so that that's how I think emotionally, um, and because there was communication in my upbringing, I expect people to communicate. I get frustrated when someone cannot say how they feel. Why is expressing feelings difficult? Mm. Okay, so when you say that you don't... Okay, so pause on that question no first. No problem. But when you say that feelings can't really grow... I, I Now, it makes me wonder about... Like, if you meet someone online or whatever, and let's say you're going on a date, and kuna the first date nerves, I'm at the mm. first meet-up nerves. Haven't you ever met people who, the first time you meet them, they're a little bit shy, a little bit more reserved? A lot of them, when you keep talking to them some more, they open up. It just for some people it takes a while for them to open up. Like they were telling about my brother. Mm-hmm. Like he's just it takes a while for him to open up, right? Yeah. And so my concern with the I know from the first meetup if we're going to if we're going to like get along and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My concern is just that it's a quick judgment of people. It doesn't really give them time to be themselves if they're the kind of people who don't necessarily are not fully themselves in the first meetup. Like it takes a while for them to to grow into themselves okay. with you. I, I get what Does you that mean. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, it makes a lot of sense. Um, a couple of years back, my friends, one of my closest friends accused me of having a checklist. Like, there's a, there's a way I think life should operate. Do you have a checklist? I honestly do. So, the, the, so you accused correctly? I, it was very, it was very accurate. Because okay. I don't know what they did. And I was telling them, you don't do that. Like, you have to do it like this. And then it was like, you have these rules on how life should operate. Mm. It's not the Orlando life. It's not the Papushka Nini. Mm-hmm. So, back to your question. It's not that... Uh, I've fallen in love with this person or okay t- but what I'm saying is just like you I'm an energy person mm-hmm. and I know what I can work with let me not say that I love you at first sight but I'm like this I can work with. with why 
because I know what I cannot work with. Okay. You know, I know what I can't yeah, entertain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the moment I see what I cannot entertain, I will not give two fucks. I'll just be like, no, especially communication. You can't chat, you can't talk, you can't, no thank you. So, you see, the moment I see something that I know, because I have a list of things that are red zone for me, yeah. I cannot handle this. So the moment I notice you're not on the red zone, I know I can work on anything else. You know, mm-hmm. there are things for you that are, there are things for me that are workable. So when you say, I understand people take time to show themselves and who they are and mm-hmm. whatnot, not, not. But if I can say so myself, I think I'm this type of personality where I draw people. Like it's very easy for me to let you out of your shell and yeah, out of your cocoon. I agree. And also, I believe I can see beneath the shell. I may not be accurate, but I can see what I need to see. So that makes it in the point of when I'm meeting someone for the first time, whether it's online or not, mm-hmm. I can clearly predict if this is going to work or not. I may be wrong 90% of the time. I dismiss a lot of people because I'm just like, nah, nah, it's not going to work. Especially people are delusional. Okay, that's a red flag. <laughs> Have you ever met someone and they're talking and they're like, are you in this You're not world? here. Like, you're in your own kebab Like, oh, you know, yesterday I was in, in whatever I bought Mr. Price. I'm like, bitch, you're wearing Kikomba. Shut <gasps> the fuck up. I guess so, so me people are delusional I'm just like no but to answer your question in so many words it's not that I would prejudge someone it's just that if I notice you're not on the red zone then I know I can yeah. work with whatever now as we go along there are things I may not be able to handle anger issues no no I want you to sit the fuck down right, and talk right. why are you shouting why are you shouting you know so let's say I, my, I, I start from the negative going towards the positive okay it's actually like I start with 100% and then I remove marks. Nikki, you I umefika 80, you can work with that. Like, you umefika 65, surely. 65, But the challenge is it has never worked for me. Ata Nikki, it has never worked for me. Why? This ideology. Because I meet you, I like you, but I'm too fast for you. I'm very fast. So what is this checklist of yours? Please, please tell us what is your checklist. Not you taking over what the podcast. <laughs> okay, what is my checklist? What is it that thirty-five percent of the thirty-five, thirty-five plus sixty-five is so? Okay, yes. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my personal checklist is: I want someone who is emotionally vulnerable. Okay. I think emotional vulnerability is very important. I want you to be able to express yourself and express your feelings, okay. and be very open with them. Sometimes you express your feelings, but you express them in the wrong way. If you're angry, show okay. me you're angry. Not masking the anger in smiles. You know, sometimes someone is looking yeah. very positive, but I'm like, no. I'm a, let me give an example. Do you know? So there's this one time I was kinda dating someone, kinda. We're not dating, and then I put dreadlocks. I looked horrible. That was easy. Ah, what are you thinking? But, but I looked like red sun. I, I have a picture. No, they know how to see it. <laughs> so this was a sneaky link, actually. So my sneaky link, I went to see them. The first day I made the dreadlocks, I went to see them. I know I look bad, but then they were lying to me. But you look how poor I'm like, bitch, shut up. I look. Okay, but see, beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So what if in his eyes he was like, okay, I did look good, be honest with me. Do you know he broke up with them because of that? Are you serious? Okay, we're not dating, it was like sneaky link. But I was just like, if you can't be honest with me about this. Then in future, me want someone who is very raw. I'm very raw. In his raw. defense, though, he mm. wants to make you feel good about yourself. I don't. I, 
I like honesty. It's like mm. it's like mtu mm. kani mnono anajua amenona. There's no need to keep saying that. Don't mnono. Like it's like they know their hearts. Just tell them okay you look good. I'm you're losing a couple. But you see me I'm the type of you know person I mean? me I have a loose mouth. I say my opinion anywhere anywhere at any time. And I'm very comfortable with getting your opinion about anything. And I like it as honest as possible. I may not agree. Mm-hmm. But you see, so me in my mind, I'm like, me, I'm that partner. I'm looking for a partner who will be open and raw with me. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, me, I don't like this. I don't like how you're doing this. I don't want a partner where I'm opening a business and they're lying to me or it's going to be successful. If you don't believe in the vision, yeah. say it. Like, I, me, Biasharaka Fruits, Miss Yoniki, work out because of one, two, three. So That's for true. me, I was like, if this is going to be long term, I don't need that type of partner. And and okay. you know also there is humor in being honest. Like imagine I mean I mean I come back to we laugh about it. I'm like na situation. They lasted three days. Yeah, <laughs> wait. They lasted what? three days. Because of how you felt about them, Mama. Because of how I felt about them, and then because my some of my friends who don't know I like honesty are trying to be nice. My very close friends were open with me. They were laughing. They were on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they took pictures. <laughs> oh my God, this moment, this moment, cha cha cha. But then the, the those ones are not close to are like hey inaka vizuri inaka vizuri so i think it's how it made me feel it made me like be a, i hate being a laughing stock mm, laughing stock mm-hmm. uh, is that a good way to put it i call it bottom feeding let me okay. explain in my childhood mm-hmm. i was a pretty smart kid from plus to me to me to out of the topic Guys, it's but okay. it's fine it's fine so i grew up a very smart kid from class one to class three then we shifted then from class six to eight i, I was bottom of mm-hmm. the barrel it was a very like up end school and people are like smarter like people are very smart and very good so i was bottom in that in that clique so i was like number 48 or 48 for a very long time mm-hmm. my mom does know this but i used to fake my report card from are class six to clacking class eight she won't listen, but my sister will. Oops. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so my, that experience was horrible because nilikuwa na ito assembly bottom 10. Nilikuwa na ito assemblies you poor in science, weak in social studies, mm-hmm, nini, nini, mm-hmm. nini. So I had that negative publicity. And it didn't feel good mm-hmm. at all. Now, I hate when um, someone kind of takes me back there. And how would someone take me back there by either feeling pity for me, like, hey, okay, I, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the way thing is. So yeah. I just like people being honest and raw with mm-hmm. what they feel and how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. And also I told you about my, my childhood, like mm-hmm. my aunties and I and my mamas were very open. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I would come back home and they're like, I okay, vizuri leo, baba, hujoga vizuri. You know, they'll just mm-hmm. be like, oh, yeah, good you work, you know. So for me, I, I think... My checklist is um, honesty, humor is a very big part of mm-hmm. someone I want, and someone who can connect to the emotion and be vocal about it, someone who is just open. Mm-hmm. Now, my red zones are delusion and necessary lies. I repeat, I don't mind lies at all. I lie myself. But there has to be intentional lying. Yeah. Are you lying to cover up? But I'm trying to put a is it necessary yeah really? necessary stuff yeah mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you can lie by not telling me something that will hurt me or not telling me something that yeah. you know i don't need to know right so that's pretty much part of my checklist um okay. so i want us to go back to our conversation because yes, i know we're so far away from that part but mm. question mm-hmm. I'm taking over this. This is my welcome to my podcast, guys. <laughs> <That'd be real. laughs> what would you call your podcast, if you had a podcast? 
I don't have to look up sexy podcast names <laughs> on Google. <laughs> But actually, no, it's a podcast, guy. <laughs> Bootylicious. Actually, it's a podcast in college. One of my best friends. Mm-hmm. But it was like a college. Let's talk about college news, college Guess gossip. Out. Yeah, for real. It was. It was called Peewolves, just because I sent answer Kwambiana stories. Anyway, <laughs> let me stop there. I'm gonna go to nowhere. <laughs> but um, okay. So question mm-hmm. is, you haven't told us a whole lot about your father or mm-hmm. your father figure, I mm-hmm. guess. You've talked a lot about how what you feel like your emotional stability comes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. your mom or the women in your family. Yeah, yeah. What about the male figures in your family? The male figures in my family. In my early childhood, I was very close close to my. my you are cross. I can be quite cross. It's the Randall. I'm going to eat lights. I'm clothes. I'm the clothes. The The clothes. Okay. You are not good people, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you know I teach hospitality uh-huh. and now today I was teaching people how to check in and out of the room. <laughs> and my student came and said, Loom, I was laughing. Like which loom do you have? <laughs> okay guys, I swear it's the short <laughs> Back here. Um so for the, so predominantly like probably between like one year to like five years. Mm-hmm. My my grandfather was was uh, my father figure, and he was this powerful old kind of rich, Moi's favorite. He was one of the Moi cliques, you know, oh, in nice. okay. back back then. So it, it it how that connects with me is that he was a dominant grandfather. Like he was present in my life in his sixties. He was like very in charge of his children. Mm-hmm. He would tell his like thirty five year old children what to do and something like that. Mm. So my grandfather made me feel like this egg, like nobody would touch me. Cause, and you know, I used to live with my grandfather and his 12 children, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. I was like the only kid mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. I think it also contributes to me being way ahead of my age. I think I'm way ahead of my age sexually, mm-hmm. physically, inte- in, mentally, inter- whatever. Yeah, intellectually. Yeah. So that was him. He passed on though. Now, between him and my dad, my stepdad came in when I was like, um, class five. How old was I? Was in class five, but class five, mm-hmm. you know. So for my stepdad, he was very busy. He's a, he was a businessman, so he was busy on and off home, you know, going for two weeks and coming back. Mm-hmm. So we never really got to bond in in terms of like fatherhood and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are trying to you know create a relationship and sustain mm-hmm. that and all that. But I would say probably, I think the reason why I'm, I'm a very emotional being is because of the, the 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 feminine environment that I grew up in. But I'm also very masculine and very dominant, probably because the dominance comes from my grandfather. And um, hmm, I don't know how my dad impacts me as a person today mm-hmm. like my stepdad but i know my grandfather has a lot of influence because I've, I've been my dad for probably 18 years i would say okay he's 18 i don't know whatever something mm-hmm. around that um right now is when we are trying to connect and bond because he's retired mm-hmm. and now he has time to you know to talk and all that mm-hmm. but in terms of influencing who i am as a man and how, how i love I, I don't think I think a lot of significance comes from my mom. Okay. In terms of how I love and, yeah. and all that. Maybe what I pick up from, I'm trying to imagine what I pick up from my dad. What do I pick up from my dad? Um, the extreme opposite. He's a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not. He's, mm-hmm. he's an, or maybe the organization aspect of this. I'm a sucker for organizing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that's toxic. Toxic Is because. It so? Okay, it depends. Because me, I'll be the person, tomorrow we are going to the market. I'm like, so what do you want from the market? 
like also shorts so kesho tukienda tuanze huku ndio tupite kwa shorts na kwa viatu like it only yes, makes it, sense yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I fought with friends about that because when you're doing something together I'm like what's the plan they're like we don't need a plan let's I just like go. that too I'm know. like let's we need to have something like, let's have even today when I was coming to tell you I was like okay we're doing this tomorrow and after Saturday we have this dinner have, like, like planning things exactly yeah. exactly yeah so coming back to probably how, oh, I think also my bringing has a lot of impact on me sexually. Why? Because I grew up a lot of my aunties, there was a lot of physical touch involved. Mm-hmm. Hugging when I was uh, just uh, like we were a very affectionate family, so my aunties would hug me all the time, and so there's a lot of physical. That's how we showed our love for each other. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for physical touch right now. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you sitting there? So you could just karibu na mimi. So sometimes it creates some sort of neediness if your partner does not share that love language yeah. they, they don't want to be touched what's your love language my love language is physical touch and quality time <laughs> oh, oh you really hey, no. No. is yours the same as well oh, of course of the many things we have in common I know. i know anyway and quality time because again i was with my aunties and we had so much quality time mm-hmm. playing snake and ladder cooking together motioning a bit and all that so yeah. it, it really influences um a lot of that do you have any other question before i come back to you let's actually go back because i know you've listed down a couple of things yeah and we feel like we keep going off topic we're just, all our conversations we're just talking right? yeah <laughs> yeah what's mm. the next thing mm. no okay so mm. i did have something to say so mm. i really do i wonder if a negative of having my mom so my mom is not a very emotional like she doesn't really show a lot of emotion mm-hmm. and i've gotten cross with her many times cross you say cross cross <laughs> cross like oh, cross. we've had issues oh, of, like cross. disagreements okay. I was and... laugh. <laughs> you already laugh <laughs> i say cross anyway yes it's a cross but um i've come cross with her for a lot of lot of different times where I feel like I'm expressing myself and she doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. And so right now I really don't have like I can't really go to my mom with a lot of different stuff. Like I can't mm-hmm. go tell her mom like you know how there's people who are close there with their parents mm-hmm. and they're just they're like I just want to cry. Like let me just call my mom. I just want to cry. Mm-hmm. Um I did that one time. This is actually really sad. I'm gonna laugh about it. But I cried to my mom one time and I'm just very frustrated by her. Mm-hmm. I was like mom I feel like you don't listen to me. Mm. You don't listen to anything I'm trying to tell you. You just try to, you d- she she try she'll try to like cover things up. I'm a if if something is her fault, she won't say it's her fault. She'll put it back on me. We took her um, and I got really mad about it and I cried to her, and she just sat there and she started laughing. No way. Yeah, she started laughing and I remember oh. this because my brother was my brother didn't have very nice things to say about her at that moment either because mm. she was he was like this is not very nice like mm. your daughter is here crying and you're just sitting there laughing mm. and ever since that day I was just like emotions anything with my feelings just never take to my mother so I don't know now I'm just I'm I'm kind of confused at now how my parents have influenced my emotions because I think also you open up a, to your boyfriends now would you be comfortable crying around oh my gosh so now when it comes to boys it's a whole different thing I I don't want to say I play hard to get, but I play hard to get. And it's not intentional. It's not mm. like I sit down, I'm like, let me give this one a hard time. Mm. I just, I'm scared of getting hurt. I just, because I know myself and I know like once I'm committed to someone, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm committed to someone. Like I could go to the moon and back if I really liked someone, if I really loved someone. And because I know how committed I am with people, I don't want to go through that path just for me to be heartbroken again. Yeah. And so it's what I was telling you about even the guy I was talking to earlier about mm-hmm. how, 
while back the first time I met him he was really putting in some good words he was really laughing in my head I'm just dismissing this guy I'm just dismissing I'm dismissing him ah. until he comes back the guy was telling yeah until he comes yeah. back again and I'm like okay so maybe I should actually pay attention mm-hmm. to you're not stuff. seeing him that I wasn't seeing him that way because I'm just so used to men also just being fake another thing someone else someone else also pointed out they were like it might have been you. I think it was you when I was telling you about the Kenyan branch on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were like, it's so many girls. Yes, and I was like, men. Yeah, yes. where, you were like, where are the men? I was mm-hmm. like, well, with females, mm-hmm. I'm not scared of someone using me to get me into bed. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone. I'm not scared of someone using me for whatever reason. But with guys, I'm like, okay, we're having a really good conversation, but like, are you using me to get... Like, there's that mm-hmm. part of my, of my brain that's like, how true is this? I totally and I think it really affects how my relationships are with guys now. I think it takes... A lot Even longer. friendships. Mm. Yes, for me to open up to. More romantically, it's harder. Friendships, it's, I can make it surface. Mm. As much as I want to have deep connections, it takes a while for me to get there. But with specific guys, especially if it's someone I like, it will take a little bit of a while for me to open up. Um, and I think it's also the part of like the rejection. I think that I can connect that from like my father. That whole feeling of rejection and not. Because like I said, when I was in college, all these things with me getting attached to so many guys, there was also the aspect of something that was hurt me all the time is I would get attached to them, a lot of they would go and I'm like, what has this always happened to me? Like there's no man who has ever come to my life and I'm stuck. My father didn't stick. And uh, you know what I mean? So I would connect it to that and I'm like, and so now it has really hit me and I'm like, I don't want that shit to happen again. So does that make sense? I feel like I'm kind a of bumbling into a I mean, sense. But, what I'm getting yeah. is um, because of maybe you like your dad leaving and maybe opening up to your mom and it not working out so it feels it it, it it you have to give me a hard time to know do i actually want you yeah. am i temporary or permanent right you have to establish do you, do you, do you respect mm. my feelings mm-hmm. and do you respect when my feelings are not the feelings you expect me to have mm-hmm. like when we're having conversation i'm like i feel angry with this and mm-hmm. you expect me to feel some type of way are you going to respect that i feel angry and listen to why i'm feeling angry and try to see what part you played in it and if there's no part you played then let's you know what i mean like understand my feelings and accept that they don't they're not the same as yours and like let's move on um there's also a topic of like were people pleasing Mm -hmm. are you are you a people pleaser i'm not i'm an eyes a pleaser i please myself (laughs) but my people might misinterpret me as a people pleaser Mm -hmm. And one of my friends who you're gonna meet over the weekend mm-hmm. um, called me a people pleaser some time back, but it's just that um, I am very aware that I'm selfish. I'm very selfish. I was a, I was a like a single child for like 14 years, yeah. so all the attention was me. I was the center of whatever. So for me to cover up that, I think I overcompensate by being too nice sometimes, and people might think I don't have a point of view. For example, if you want to eat dinner, I'll be like, what do you want? Because I can comfortably just wake up and say I'm cooking this, but I, I was because I'm aware that I'm uh, I may be dictated and do what I want. I'll, I'll try to hear your view and I may decide to go by what yeah. you know. So because I was like that with this friend of mine, he felt like I was trying to please him, but in my mind I knew no, it's just me covering up the selfishness and me knowing that I'm very dominant and I'm very dictatorial. So I try to narrow it down by giving people an opportunity and doing what you know. Yeah. And I, I was even having a conversation with one of my friends one of my friends was always here on the podcast and he was saying like um sometimes i don't have an opinion like i rely on people to have an opinion for example if you're deciding hmm, what what simple example can i give um trip destination yeah trip destination exactly Mm -hmm. and i'll be like where do you want to go and you say egypt and i'm like okay in my mind i know i want south africa Mm -hmm. but if i say south africa people call me selfish and oh i'll push the south africa agenda so i'll i'll 
I'll give up my South Africa. I'm like, oh, but Egypt is an interesting place. You can do Egypt. And, and they'll be like, you, what do you want? I'm like, no, that Egypt is fine. Because, mm-hmm. because I know what I want is so different. Mm-hmm. And I'm very okay. I can adjust to yours. Yeah. But I understand how we can also be people pleasers subconsciously and not aware at all. Interesting. Okay. Do Wait, you think you're a people pleaser? I absolutely am a people pleaser. That mm-hmm. one I can say I am. And... Again, I think this does connect to my father where it's just like, I just want to be accepted. Like, I just want mm. to be. And, yeah, so I'm good. And these are things that, like, if you ask me this as an independent in my car, my shambani, my everyday where I'm by myself, yeah. I'd be like, fuck what people think. Like, it's just Nobody me. gives a, yeah. I, I don't care. Like, this is what I want. This is what I want. But if you had asked me before you made dinner, what do you want to eat? I'd be like, just... Whatever, because I never want anyone to feel like I'm inconveniencing them. Mm. I never want people to think in their mind, ah, oh, you saw we are going to demands mingi, mm. or now we use oh, this I'm way. Oh, I'm the opposite. I'll you know be like, I, mean? I don't do eggs. Please don't do eggs. Yeah, me, I would never do that. I would comfortably me do that. Me, yeah. me, I would just feel so uncomfortable. be like, no, this one is going to think negatively about mm, me. No, what are they, what are they, what are they? So anyway, but we digress. We digress. No, there's something you said that I, I wanted to come back to. Mm-hmm. And my pen is has disappeared. Mm-hmm. But please help me track my thoughts. You talked about people pleasing, but there's something you said about your dad. Yeah, so mm-hmm. my father, I think it's just like the sense of acceptance. Mm. So there's this song I really related to. It is from the movie, the show with Justice Smollett. In Empire. Itua, Empire. Yes. There's a song that Justice Smollett sings that's called Good Enough. Mm-hmm. And there's pretty much a part that he says... Um, I gave you all of me, but it still wasn't enough to make you happy. Mm, I gave you um, everything. I gave you everything. It still wasn't good enough for something along those lines. Um, something and then about like you call yourself a father mm. and you never. Why do you even bother? Exactly, mm. exactly. Yeah, you know the song. So I really related to that song, Kabisa, because mm-hmm. I was like, this is really how I felt. I tried so much, so much, Kufika, to these guys. You know, actually, this is I don't know where we're going with this story, but I is got it? scolded because I don't know if this is something to say or something to be something to not be proud of. In KCPE, in KCPE, I got uh, 390, and Ooh, he Jimmy. was well. He was disappointed in me, so we were in the dining table. So I did KCPE, and then right after is when we moved to the US. So I got my results when we were in the US, um, and he was like, I think we were singing a song "Roar" by Katy Perry. Yeah, we were singing the lyrics. And my father goes, so lyrics are, za wimbo na za kumuka lakini, lakini masomo. Shady. And I got a 390, and mm. I was called to a national school. I was mm. called to St. Francis Mango at that point mm. was a national school. I don't know if it still is. But my mom was happy with me and all that stuff. For him, it was just like, in my head, I'm like, yani, there's nothing I can do that can ever make you happy. Mm. Like, like, it's just done like that. Even after our relationship was severed, I still tried and still nothing. And that's a whole other conversation of of all that stuff that happened. But I think because of that, now I tend to be a people pleaser. And I don't think that's a quality that will ever go away. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like guys and being more assertive with guys, I know I can fix that, right? Mm-hmm. But even be a core people pleaser, I don't think that's a quality that will ever I'll ever be able to like because that's such becomes such a big part of me. These guys. So like going like sexually mm-hmm. when you don't want it you just do it because I want it. Like to okay, so like like I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. This is very controversial, also, but I'm not a dick sucker. I just don't. I get very leave. <laughs> get out of my I house. I get very. Get I, the I, fuck out! Like <laughs> beware your butt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
I get very, and I think it's also because I think oral sex in itself is just makes me self-conscious. But it sounds you are calling it dick sucker, honey sucker. No, not a honey sucker. Explain. Personally, I feel very self-conscious when people go down on me, mm-hmm. so I don't expect it from guys. In fact, I don't ask for it. I don't expect it. Now you enjoy that. it. Well, so, so, okay. Well, it's done right. So some people are just some people. Some no. people just don't do it right. Some people, are, it's like dating. It's an eating festival. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing down there? digress. <laughs> Last weekend, I had someone over. They were literally, like, though you lick, I don't know, they were literally sucking out. Like, I was like, hey, 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 Wait, It's just hey, too much. <laughs> Get the fuck out. There's just some people who overdo it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But also because I don't expect it to be done to me, I just don't really do it for other people right yeah. but then if i really like someone it will come naturally I'm like i want to make you happy i know this makes you happy and all that stuff so if a guy really likes it i'll do it i won't i should be able to stand my ground and say i don't like sucking dick like that's it i don't like sucking dick but because i'm i tend to just kind of melt in that presence i'm like whatever you want daddy <laughs> and i just go for it i mean not in literally but you know what i mean i want to react to a lot of things and yeah. the eggs extreme opposite of you yeah now the first aspect is you talked about the attention like want me someone just want me yeah. someone just need me for me i'm sorry my aunties a lot they should listen to this mm-hmm. growing up around my aunts and my mom and being the only child there was so much attention of course mm-hmm. because i'm the only child in the house you know and mm-hmm. so that for me it's the opposite me, it's not want me please want me it is why don't you want me like everybody wants me in my mind Ooh. there's that ideology like duh everybody <clears throat> wants me why because yeah. in my childhood i was the attention i was the centerpiece and in my mind i was like you know i'm everything i'm, I'm the trophy i'm mm-hmm. the ninny so in my adulthood also i talk to people like already knowing that i've gotten them yeah. you know already knowing that you know um so my problem comes and i'm rejected and i'm like hey you know, mm. like Bonanitaki. You know, for me it's like Siatambonu. It's the Bonanitaki. Like yeah. what is it? Now kuna out three hundred and taka ukunya kina umanyanitaki do you And actually it's kinda toxic because I've used the word toxic a lot, but <laughs> it's kinda different because those are the ones I like, the ones who don't want me. Because they are different. Because everybody wants me in my mind. I'm like, mm. Mm, who you monanitaki? So who you nataka ku crack sasa? This is now our next puzzle really? we are going to solve. And it's very toxic because you end up maybe having sex and yeah. then it becomes awful. And then they go mute and then you get depressed and all that. The other thing That's you talked about was... Um, yeah, so you talk about your dad and the 390 mm-hmm. and the extreme opposite. I would like do the most mediocre job. But I would be praised as if I've just done it. I'm like, ooh, okay, baba, you're important, you're important. You know, like I was, uh, I was trying to draw when I was a yeah. child. I'm a horrible artist, like horrible. <laughs> but the praises I would get, and my mom would be like, oh, that's a nice drawing, ah, blah, 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 blah. I was even trying to cook. I would cook horrible food over salted, but they would praise me. How has it affected me negatively is because sometimes maybe, maybe that's why I want honest opinion. Because I'm so used to like fake and you know, fake positivity until now I'm just like, no, 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 don't be like my mom and my aunt. Just Mm -hmm. tell me what you think. You don't lie to me. It's good. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where there was a disconnect between my actual output and my output quality and my output perception. Mm -hmm. You'd do a mediocre job and in your mind you're like, oh, I'm waiting for you to compliment. Like I like cooking. 
and at this fight with my friends sometimes I've cooked they're not complimenting I'm like eh mnagoja kusema uchakula ilikuwa tamu sangapi because I know ni tamu si useme oh yeah the food you cooked was nice by the way oh now is <laughs> what you're telling me four hours after eating wow just it was wow. so good I forgot about oh, the it lies. Like, hey, remember I broke up with someone for life it was actually good it was actually good though it was good <laughs> the nyama could have been boiled a little bit longer but oh, she made the flavor crunchy and hard like it's softer yeah okay but anyway yeah to go to continue to anyway so as I was, what was I saying before you're you talking interrupted about... <laughs> rudely you're talking about how the honesty that you like now is because of the dishonesty in course yes. that you got when you were younger yes but then there's also the perception of when someone disagrees with, oh it's another thing my upbringing has led me to me thinking i'm always right that's toxic Mm. Because I can argue to the gods, I will Google, I will YouTube, I will make sure mm-hmm. I'm fucking right. So it reaches a point where sometimes people feel I'm condescending, mm-hmm. or even my partners may feel that I've never had, may feel I'm condescending to them because I Which speak. I think is interesting by the way that you've never dated anyone. I know, I know. It's, it's, it's interesting. You should see me giving love advice. They all be like, no, you have to be intentional, and then you have to do this to get this. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm making mm-hmm. is. What point am I making? We're all over the place today. <laughs> you were talking about how, um, guy, being intentional. I think I was trying to say that eh, it makes me look condescending <laughs> to my partners because I'm like, no, we're doing it my way because my way is the right way. Because it has always been the right way for 14 years. So who are you to come and tell me? Let's so do this other the way. Right way yeah. yeah. Um, I know that one I've not unlearned because um, the, the, the only thing I can do about it is being aware. Like I'm aware that I think I'm always right. And sometimes uh, I give my opinion a lot. And those people in a conference, I'll be raising my hand after every 10 minutes and giving my opinion. Mm-hmm. Either if I disagree or I agree or whatever. So it mm-hmm. becomes, um, maybe I take over the room, I would say. And I'll be take over the relationship. I'll be like the driver of the relationship. Interesting, which is, okay. Maybe why I've not dated because I want to drive. Be in control. I want to be in control of who I want, when I want, how I want and mm-hmm. all that. Mm. That's interesting. No, for me, I, that whole the people pleaser thing. But also, there's something I thought about. There's something I thought about that I thought was interesting. Like, gosh, it was about my father and how. It's always about your father, yes. I know. There's so <laughs> many. This man was. Oh, anyway, there's something about how relationships and I forgot. Maybe when I remember again, I'll, I'll say it again. But cheating does it do have anything to do with cheating? Uh no, very much against cheating. And there was mm. a there was somewhere in the podcast where. Mm. Your guys had asked like what substitutes as cheating. Yes, what is cheating? Hey, yes. no, cheating. Wait, what? now I guess we're going back to that now. No, it's okay. First of all, if we're dating, okay, personally, I'm mm. someone who gets very territorial and possessive. Mm. I don't want to say jealous because I'm not the slash your tires type, at send your nudes to everyone type of. I don't do that shit. That's just childish to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just territorial. I'm just like. Okay, I understand obviously my guy has female friends, mm-hmm. but I'll feel some type of way that another girl is talking to my guy. I'm not mad. Are, are you caught with your guy having a best bestie, a female bestie? Bestie, bestie, chubui. Okay, so yo, okay, so this last, okay, so this last guy I was with, we didn't mm-hmm. date, but we might as well just have dated, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Kenyan also, he lives abroad. Um, we were best friends and we still, I feel like now we're a little bit more distance because of the distance. We're a little more distance because of the distance. <laughs> but uh, we were best friends and mm-hmm. we, we were not we had like a situation ship mm-hmm. for the longest time even after we knew it wasn't going to work out we were like we're still going to be best friends like we're not living each other's lives um and i was like yeah whoever whatever girl comes in they have to know like me i'm over here like i'm not leaving mm-hmm. i'm your best friend like whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like if the situation was flipped 
it makes sense but i think there's boundaries mm-hmm. so if i meet a guy and i call the female best friend i don't mind that like i said i don't mind my guy having a female best friend but there has to be boundaries if you guys used to spend every night together for whatever reason just talking and whatever you can't do that when i'm in the relationship now right mm-hmm. it's, when you're in relationship things change things are different you used to go out every sunday and friday with the boys you can't do that now because you have a girl at home mm-hmm. things are going to change you can have your relationship you can have your talks at night but now there's just gonna have to be some boundaries and they have to be respected so i don't mind that but i'll feel some type of way i'm like okay my guy's with her in my head i'm like okay but like why is he talking to another girl but like i'm not you know what i mean like does that make sense I like do, i feel I some type of way because i like this person i i feel territorial possessive of them but it's just like okay they're friends whatever um yeah was that the question <laughs> the question was cheating <laughs> No, let's not go to cheating. Okay, we have five minutes left and we've been all over the place. But I think the message is home. I know, it's been so far. I know. It's been so far. But it's just conversations everywhere. (laughs) But yes, I think, yeah, takeaways. And you you do takeaways at the end of it. I think for me, my takeaway would be having to unlearn certain things that uh, we may seem toxic that are Mm -hmm. coming from our bringing. For me, it's the I'm right, I'm always right, I'm the price um, part of it. But then also expecting people to treat me like my parents, my guardians were treating me like I, I want you to, or me, me expecting people to feel this ideology, like talk. Yeah. I, I wanted to go somewhere, but we, we have only yeah. four minutes. But mm-hmm. yeah, so, and then also please don't settle for less. I also think people should not settle for less. Like Absolutely. in as much as this independent, blue, strong, yeah. black whatever whatever woman like you should not also settle for what you don't want mm-hmm. just go for what you fucking want absolutely mm-hmm. what are your takeaways my takeaway is that i think i definitely need to be assertive and sexually especially i definitely need to be more assertive in that how area. will you get assertive sexually that's a whole other episode this one we have three minutes it's takeaways um but i've also learned that as much as i tend to be a people pleaser generally and when I say that, I feel like it has a negative connotation of like, I'll just do whatever people want. No, like I'm independent. I stand for what I want and all that. But there is some other decisions and stuff that I'll make. And deep down, I'm only doing it to make someone else happy when maybe I wouldn't have made it if the other person wasn't involved or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I can go less on that. I think for me, I just need to be more... I need to. I really like where you were saying where it's like someone doesn't want me. Like, what's wrong with you? I yeah, don't you like, want yeah. me. Like, I'm the shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I have should seen have me? exactly. Have you like, speaking? Exactly. Period. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there needs to be that confidence. The confidence is there within myself, but I think I need to make it more outwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, those are definitely magical. And I think rooting on or connected to the question, our parents' relationships mm-hmm. do definitely affect. Our parents, our, how we were brought up in our parents' relationship when we were young mm-hmm. definitely affect our current relationships. Yeah, and I think it's important saying... if you're listening to this to also do a self-assessment. Like you yeah. see, we've done our self-assessment and you can attribute some of your positives and negatives to your upbringing and maybe it can help fix some of the problems you have in your marriage, relationship, or Even your lack yourself. of relationship for that matter. Yeah. Maybe you're single because of your childhood. You right, never know. right. Um, I'm still here with Baby Ru. We're going to do some other podcasts. So stay tuned Woo! to the next podcast. If someone so likes you and they want to like stalk you. Oh wow, okay. Um <laughs> so sad. Ni socials are money, number are money, ni, ni. you know, maybe my Instagram, because it's private and you can't see my post anyway. So <laughs> underscore underscore ruth dot less underscore underscore is my Instagram. 
In terms of picture of like a pretty cute face over there with like the rays of the sun. We're talking about confidence, right? Yeah, with bitch. the rays of the sun. You can request me to you can request to follow me and I'll see if you're worth you know me following or being followed so yeah, and maybe if you had just drop Google. a dm like i had you in the podcast because eh, sometimes she'll ignore that would be really nice actually mm. if, if someone and you feel so good you're like i'm a sherebrate i'm a sherebrate <laughs> <laughs> anywho bye I mean, I'm very everyone <laughs> bye